I'm not Irish. You don't sound Irish. I need to make this clear. No part of me is Irish. I don't have Irish parents or grandparents or anything. I'm Italian, but my, my parents are anyway. So what were you doing at an Irish dance? Don't the Italians have dances? Yeah, and I wouldn't want to tell you the one. They behave like Italians all night. Welcome to The Rank with John and Zach. I'm John. I'm Zach. We've been friends since Cub Scouts, and now 30 years later, we decided to start a podcast where we'll be ranking anything and everything. You know, the natural progression of events for millennials. You're probably wondering what credentials we have to rank anything. Well, we don't have any. And if you disagree, <laughs> join the discussion at Twitter at, at the Rank Podcast, on our website at therankwithjohnandzach.com. Or email us at therankwithjohnandzach at protonmail.com. You can also support us on Patreon at The Rank Podcast. And remember, please rate, review, and subscribe so we can keep this thing going. Anyway, enjoy the show. Now, the, yeah, so the Delaware Memorial Bridge. So I had a I had a friend that... Uh, you had a friend? I know, it's very odd. Um, he was, he's like really terrified of bridges. Mm-hmm. He he went to like this gaming convention every year where mm-hmm. they play war machines. You know, it's like a tabletop mm-hmm. gaming. Yeah. And um, he, he said that going over the Delaware Memorial bridge was torture. Yeah. It's not a great bridge. And then, and then the thing is, is that when you go over it, you either end up in Delaware or in New Jersey. <laughs> Both of those sound pretty not great. No. Yeah. So yeah, but Brooklyn though is a borough in New York, and it's also the setting for part of this movie. So what are you talking, talking about? Movie? Brooklyn? I thought we did Mad Max for your road. No, we did Brooklyn. <laughs> I don't know why I'm doing this. All right. <laughs> well, why don't you give us an agenda since you're so eager to get started? I love agendas. So the agenda is the part of the show where we explain what we're going to be doing from that point on, um, beginning with the agenda, followed by um, the summer. Do we do a brief summary, right? Yep. Where you give us your written account of the very basic outline of the story, and then we. Uh, so we it's get, off the top of my head. It's not. Written. Yeah, you just you just know all the movie stuff like right there. It's just like tell us about Brooklyn, and you got it. Um, like you have IMDb in your head, I don't know how you do it. But then we uh, move on to the uh, potent notables, which are little facts and factoids that we found interesting. Um, followed by a longer deep dive into the plot of the movie. So if you haven't seen it, you should go see it, or I guess you don't care. And uh, followed by the rank, where we rank all of our uh, movies on a cat. What is it? Ten categories still. Still ten categories. Ten categories, but they're different categories than from the action movies. That's right. And also, all, everything is on a scale of one to ten rather than one to five. That's right. Ten being the worst and one being the best. It's the way around. Oh, oh thanks. thanks. No problem. It's not like golf. It's like every other sport on earth. <laughs> it's like every other. I found it. I found it a little interesting that the older sister in in this movie played golf. Played golf. Yeah, it was and a weird like. like yeah, thing they kept having, and it was like they they even have a mom. They even said, "Well, I don't know." Spoiler, I guess, but they set up a, a her memorial golf award. 
I like know. She, she played golf that much. I was like, okay. I didn't realize that like young women in Ireland, I guess 1952, were uh, golfing Big quite that much. Golf. But yeah. I, I guess so. Well, at least Rose was. I'm mm -hmm. not sure if or uh, yeah. you know, or anybody else was, but um, this is a flower joke. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, yeah. It was good. <laughs> oh man! Uh, huh. Anyway, <laughs> so give us our, give us your summary. Let's well, yeah, let's get into it. So today we're ranking Brooklyn, the 2015 film starring Saoirse Ronan, written by Nick Hornby, adapted from the novel by Colm Toybin, and directed by John Crowley. It was nominated for three Academy Awards, including Best Adapted Screenplay, Best Actress, and of course, Best Picture. Why were you didn't win any? That's <laughs> kind of sad. Um, it is actually, and uh, it's it's actually this one and the Martian were the only two that didn't win any. Just out. But the movie tells the story of Ailish Lacey, a young Irish woman who emigrates to Brooklyn, New York, in the 1950s in search of a better life. Leaving behind her family in a small Irish town, Ailish initially struggles to adapt to her new surroundings, and homesickness sets in. However, with the help of a supportive priest and newfound friends, Ailish begins to settle into her new life and even falls in love with an Italian-American plumber named Tony. Just as Ailish starts to build a future for herself in Brooklyn, an unexpected tragedy forces her to return to Ireland, where she faces a difficult choice between her old life and the new life she has established in America. Brooklyn is a heartfelt and poignant exploration of love, identity, and the challenges faced by immigrants as they navigate the complex emotions and decisions that come with building a new life in a foreign land. Brooklyn is our third episode in the Best Best Picture series. Well, so this will be the last one that gets dropped on the first day. Mm -hmm. um, I remember absolutely adoring this movie when I saw it in 2015. Mm -hmm. So going into it, I'm wondering if it will stand up to my memory of it. Um, mm -hmm. And even if it does, will it stand up to the categories? Yeah, it's a good question. No. So for one thing, though, I am excited to hear what you thought of this one because I remember wanting this one to win Best Picture. So, mm -hmm. uh, yeah. So we'll, we'll in 2015, I hadn't seen any of these movies, so I didn't want anything to win Best Picture. I wanted, <laughs> I wanted nothing to win. Yeah, but that's just, I mean, that's how you feel every year. I want the award to be canceled. Yeah. Somebody melt the Oscar. <laughs> melt it down. Give it give the give the golds to to gold member. <laughs> yes, give it to gold. Actually, give, just give the award to gold member every year. Yeah, you know what? The Best thing picture, is gold member. He's got the Midas touch. He's just touched it too much. Um, yeah. Oh, anyway, let's uh that was a good that was a good uh a good intro there that you had though. Good really? Yeah, summer summarized it. So that's one of my favorite part is how it summarized it. Oh, great. Well, thank you. Um, we have to summarize our, our porch. <laughs> Don't you usually winterize those things? No, we summarize. <laughs> Here, we, um, do, we do things differently. So, anyway, let's, let's go before I make any more. Let's go before I talk again. Where I, are we? I mean, I'm not doing much better here. <laughs> yeah, but let's move into the potent notables. Yeah, let's do some potent notables. Lyndon, Lyndon, bring us in. Potent 
All right, good job, buddy. So on a budget of $11 million, Brooklyn made $38.3 million domestically and $24.1 million internationally for a worldwide worldwide total of $62.4 million. Mm -hmm. Um, So, you know, moderate hit considering its budget. But Fox Searchlight actually acquired the distribution rights for $9 million at the 2015 Sundance Film Festival. Yeah. They got a return on investment there, though. Yeah. So the city of Brooklyn, New York, in this movie was actually shot in Montreal, Quebec, huh. for bu- budgeting reasons, as the production was unable to turn 2015 Brooklyn back into 1950s Brooklyn. Too many hipsters. <laughs> exactly. Actually, that's this is not part of the Potent Notables, but the editor of this movie, who like agreed to do it, he kind of scoffed at it because he thought it was actually a a rom com <laughs> for hipsters. <laughs> no, no, no. It takes place in the 50s, I swear. Yeah. <laughs> um, but only two days of production were spent in Brooklyn. One in order to create the brownstone exterior shots and a second to film at Coney Island. Mm-hmm. Oh, so they filmed at Coney Island, but the rest of Brooklyn, not good enough. Not good enough in Brooklyn. Did um, you ever say what neighborhood she lives in? I never caught that. Yeah, I guess it didn't say it, did it? So director John Crowley divided this movie into three different visual movements. The first movement is before Ailish Lacey leaves post-war Ireland and is with tight frames and filled with green tones. Hmm. The color scheme was created by photographic reference of the time. Mm -hmm. The second movement begins when Ailish leaves for Brooklyn and the first proper wide shot is featured while the colors become more playful as a nod to how America in 1952 was on the cusp of pop culture kicking off. Mm-hmm. The third movement is back in Ireland, brighter and more glamorous and subtly more colorful than the first movement. Crowley wanted to showcase Ailish to showcase that Ailish has changed and looks very different. Mm-hmm. Quote, there is a slight dreamy quality to that last third. Hmm. That's, that is actually really interesting. I, looking back, I do notice that. Yeah, I should have. I, I should have gone back and like. I thought about going back and reading that before I watched it because I was like, "Oh, what was it that they said that I saw about yeah. that?" Whatever. I didn't do it. Um, Rooney Mara was originally cast in the lead role. Mm-hmm. However, her eventual replacement, Saoirse Ronan, was a front runner for the part since mm-hmm. this movie began development, but she was too young to portray Ailish. Oh, the production was stalled for years and Mara eventually bought, backed out. And when uh, the project was ready to resume, Ronan had actually aged properly to fit the character and won the part. Maybe maybe she was like behind it, like, you know, she was like stalling the production <laughs> on purpose, like causing problems and, and like keeping things from happening just so she could get it. And then as soon as she turned whatever, she's like, oh, well, maybe I'll do it. Exactly. Well done, sir. Evil genius. Yeah. So, um, I will say that this is not really the potent notable stuff, but I've I've known two people to read this. Yeah, I I think it's two people. Yeah, two two or three people that have read this novel, Mm -hmm. and all of them whether it was two or three, I can't remember. Either both of them or all of them said that the movie was much better. Oh, yeah? Yeah, so I thought that was really interesting. That is interesting. Not to uh, not to belittle Column here, uh, mm-hmm. but 
but Colin Toybin actually really enjoyed the movie version of the novel. Mm -hmm. um, though it does differ a little from his story, especially the ending. Uh, I actually enjoyed what he said about Ailish, especially. So, mm -hmm. uh, quote, it's hard to envision Ailish in that she's somebody who people like automatically, but she doesn't cause this in any conscious or obvious way. Everywhere she goes, people help her and indeed fall in love with her, and she herself preserves a sort of innocence. Sersha was able to do all that, and she was able to do something else, something amazing. She was able to move from looking satisfied or in control to suddenly seeming to be about to lose control or feeling very sad. She could let a cloud cross her face very, very quickly and easily and convincingly in a few seconds. The camera's on her face quite a lot, and you see everything she's feeling about leaving home, going away. She doesn't have to speak. It's there. If you're a novelist, you can f you can feel only jealousy toward it. It was brave of John not to let a line, John being the director, not to let a line of dialogue in, just to leave the camera on her on her face. I thought that was kind of really cool. That is. Um, so, but my favorite actually thing that he said is what he said about the ending, um, because the ending is why people don't like why people like the movie better than the book is the <laughs> two or three people. <laughs> mm -hmm. Not exactly a great sample size. The movie, though, according to Toybean, quote, brings it one step further. And it's fun to see the difference. I saw it last night in Enniscothy, or Ennis, I don't remember how they say that. Um, yeah. I've seen the film, I think, four times now. Tears coming. I'm a sucker for that ending. Oh. So that's really kind of cool. He was like, not only did he appreciate the movie, but he actually really liked that they they changed the ending. I uh, had thought about maybe reading the book, um, so I don't want to know too explicitly just what the ending is. Okay. Although you know, now maybe your 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 legions of people who you've asked all hated the <laughs> ending in the book. So I don't know. But it's not. It's I. So I think that the movie extends the ending. Okay. Anything so. Um, for the close-up scenes of Saoirse Ronan, cinematographer Yves Bellinger mm -hmm. uh, placed individual lanterns for her eyes in order to add a sparkle to their reflections. Oh. Yeah, isn't that cool? Bellinger also used an Alexa handheld camera and a combination of studio and natural lights to capture a more real and personal depiction of the 1950s. Oh, wow. There's a lot of interesting technical notes here. Thanks, man. I, was, I wanted to get... I These ones have actually been really hard to find potent notables for. So, That's kind of... Do you mean the last couple or the Oscar winners in general? Oscar winners so far. Yeah. It's just... It could be that they're more recent. I feel like the more recent they are, the harder they are to find stuff about. Yeah. Um, or at least interesting stuff. Mm -hmm. So Saoirse Ronan was actually born in the Bronx. Was she? Yeah, but raised in Ireland by Irish parents. I going to say, she sounds awfully Irish. <laughs> she considers this movie to be one of her most personal movies, and it marks the first time she played an Irish character in a movie. So in an interview with David Poland, she explained her concern with taking the role. Quote, I felt like I can't mess this up because all of Ireland will, will be watching. I felt a huge responsibility to the country to really capture what the story was. However, she said the warm reception of the Sundance Film Festival made her realize the universal essence of this movie. Hmm. Kind of nice. Now, speaking of her Irish accent, the Irish dialect of Ronan's character differs from the one she uses in, in her real life. 
So in this movie, she used a Wexford accent as her character is from Enniscothy, Enniscorth, whatever the fuck it's from. Wexford. <laughs> while, while she speaks with a Dublin accent in her real life. I would never be able to tell the difference. So I'm just going to. Me either, but I thought it was a cool, cool fact. No, yeah, it's. It, I wonder if people in Ireland are like, "Oh, she can't do a Wexford accent, right?" <laughs> You're right. Her horrible uh, Wexford accent yeah. is not believable at all. <laughs> that they, Zach, believe, they believe yours, though. Like, that yours Zach, though, he does it fantastically. Fantastically, <laughs> hell. Oh, jeez. Oh, um, that's, um, that's the extent of my Irish accent. Is oh. The Irish beach scenes were filmed at Curricloak Strand. The location was also used for the filming of the D-Day sequence in Saving Private Ryan. <laughs> Not bad, but distracting. <laughs> <laughs> so the Irish beach scenes were filmed at Curricloak Strand, yeah. uh, which is also the location that was used to, for the filming of the D-Day sequence in Saving Private Ryan. Now it makes me think when we do Saving Private Ryan for the 1998 ones, yeah. does it, are we going to look at that and be like, huh, kind of looks like Ireland. That's the beach that Sir Sharonan hang out on. Is that Brooklyn? <laughs> uh, they, they invaded Brooklyn. Uh, the book features a dream sequence in which Ailish deals with her homesickness. Mm. It was originally set to be featured in the script, but was ultimately cut. In the book, Ailish has a dream where she is drifting over the cliffs, and you can see her hometown in the distance. John Crowley, the director, considered it beautiful and was would like really wanted to have the scene, but the mm. screenwriter Nick Hornby said the idea would have been a would have been a cliche, and so left mm. it out. Okay, well, I guess he gets the final word. And that's what I thought was really odd. I'm like, you're the director, right? Like, just <laughs> add the scene. <laughs> Be like, no, writer man. Like, I mean, you can't imagine that scene without it. Like, you you no, I can't do it because he didn't write it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's just kind of odd. This is the same Nick Hornby that wrote um, his novels of his own and a couple of movies like About a Boy and Fever Pitch. Yeah, he is the guy that wrote those. Yeah, great. So I thought this was kind of nice, actually, this next little point notable. Dame Julie Walters, who plays mm -hmm. Mrs. Keogh, um, said that Saoirse Ronan's talent made her want to go back to drama school. Oh, high praise. I know. I thought it was kind of nice. Are you being sarcastic? No, it's, it's intensely okay. high praise. Yeah. Like, damn. Somebody would say that about me. I don't know. I don't know. I don't act, but <laughs> but that the 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 idea behind it, right? Yeah, exactly. Like if some architect was like looked at your uh your proposal whatever you sent in. <laughs> yeah. Your project and was like, yeah. God damn, I need to go back to school. Yeah. Um, like, it's not gonna happen. <laughs> just, <laughs> we'll just accept it. Um What's funny, though, is a spinoff centered around Mrs. Kehoe's boarding house was commissioned by the BBC. Mm. And it was announced in February 2016 with Dame Julie Walters expected to reprise her part. And nice. production was planned to begin in the same year. But uh, nothing ever happened. Uh, shucks. I know. I'm like, it's sort of hard to imagine that being a good show. Yes, yeah, it sounds a little. But like, you know, I mean. They did Downton Abbey, you know. I mean, that's true. BBC can make kind of good. It seems like they can make good shows out of things that you wouldn't necessarily think would be a good show. So, who knows? All right. So for the last one, the scene at Curaclo Beach, which remember was D-Day, mm -hmm. uh, were set at summertime, right? However, 
filming took place on a clear freezing day outside mm. of the summer season. So Eileen uh, O'Higgins and Saoirse Ronan were shielded from the cold due to their heavy dresses, mm -hmm. while Domhnall Gleeson struggled to get through the scene due to the low temperature. Just standing out there freezing in his like sweater. <laughs> He's like, I never should have chosen to do this scene naked. And Saoirse Ronan's <laughs> like, no, you should not have. Yeah, we didn't ask you to do that. Actually, like I'm a, a method actor. It's my method. What she said is actually, we didn't ask you to do that. <laughs> hey, that's more Wexford than Dublin. Right. Well, she was doing it in Wexford. Oh, so. good point. <laughs> but you were being her. Yeah, I was being. I was being a Hailish. Gotcha. You see, this is why they pay you the big bucks to do the accents. That's right. That's right. And not me. Oh. Movie overview. I'll tell you, Miss Kelly is a real bitch. She's a bitch. <laughs> okay, so Miss Kelly was a bitch, though. Yeah, Miss Kelly was fucking terrible. I, I wanted her. The movie started, and I was like, if this is about like her, <laughs> if this movie has a lot more of her, for instance, I don't know about that. Thankfully, very little of her. Very little of her, otherwise, would have been tough. I I did enjoy the and like the very first thing that, that like not the first thing but one of the first lines that Saoirse Ronan has is I'm away to America. Mm -hmm. was, the way she said it was just so fucking mm -hmm. adorable. Yeah, I'm away like very, to America. It's like very then, you know. Yeah, exactly. Like nobody would say that. <laughs> um, and then it's <laughs> so I wrote. Miss, the first thing I wrote was Miss Kelly is a bitch. She's then, just the worst. I enjoyed the I'm away to America line. Mm -hmm. And then the next thing I wrote was, man, this Miss Kelly is the fucking worst. Yeah, I, I liked it because right after that, we find out that the sister thinks she's a bitch, too. And I know. I'm like, good. I'm glad, I'm glad the movie agrees with me. <laughs> I, don't know, I just I got this weird impression that it might have been just like, oh, that's how people were in the olden days. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thank goodness that wasn't going to be like every yeah. character in this movie. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, so we go back and they're having dinner and talking about her trip, you know, that she's leaving for America. And um, I think it was just like the sad look that her sister gives when she has that realization that she's not coming back. You oh, know? Yeah, yeah. It's really affecting. Some of the, uh, I think it was, I don't know if it was Hornby or Tolbin Poivin that you mentioned, but. A lot of like the facial acting in this movie is very top notch. Yeah, that's for, what Toy Beans. Yeah, but yes, you're right. Saoirse Ronan particularly, but everybody kind of is bringing their A game as far as that goes. Yes, I completely agree with you. It's very emotionally affecting. Mm -hmm. um, it's uh, it's it's actually I always, I thought it was a really interesting look at emigration and mm -hmm. like what they're leaving behind. You know. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, and they were able to evoke the emotions really uh without being heavy-handed right subtle facial expression and it's wonderful I, and it right also gives so much depth to the characters too because yeah the mom is more like withholding with her um vulnerability and the sister isn't you mm -hmm. know um so i just thought that was interesting it, it, it gives you a sense of their character without you having to do too much mm -hmm. absolutely and uh is it right around here that there's just the? I'm trying to remember what scene this was. It was just, it, it, it might have been right after she got on the ship. So I might be jumping the gun here. 
But there's a scene that where the camera lingers on Saoirse Ronan's face for such a long time. I know. It's like noticeable how long we're staying on her. Well, I think that was what Colm Toybean was talking about. You know? Yeah. It, it was like remarkable. I'm like, oh my God, this is like. But it was really engaging still. It, it's engaging and almost an intimate moment because like we're, we're like with her so presently. It's, I think it's when she's on the ship and she's looking back. Right? Yeah, I think that that's probably it. Um, yeah. Well, so, but before she gets on the ship, mm -hmm. she does go to that dance with her friend. Yeah, with her friend, uh, whose name I can't remember. Yeah, I don't remember her name either. But I, there's, you get a hint of Ailish's like sarcasm, snarkiness. Yeah. With this. Why would I keep lying to you about what George Sheridan's doing? Yeah. <laughs> I love that. That was fun. And then I liked her deciding to leave the dance because, you know, it's symbolic of, well, they have things well in hand here and now I'm going to go off and do what I have to do, whatever. Right. Exactly. So she's going to leave now. Right. And I'm like, I actually say I'm already so engaged with mm -hmm. Elish, you know, and I'm, I was tearing up watching her leave. I'm like, holy shit, I'm in for a rough go with this movie if I'm yeah. already feeling emotional. Now, could there be a worse experience than what Ailish is having her first time? Uh, I guess I should say I enjoyed the, uh, the the woman that's like experienced with the trip, you know. Yeah. yeah. And she's like, unless I find a first class boy, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, could there be a worse experience than what Ailish is having her first night on the ship? Mm -hmm. It's like she's shitting in a mop bucket and then she has to puke in it. Yeah, that was uh, delightful. <laughs> and uh yeah it like it's it's funny with the way that it's set up where the the waiter is being like i don't know what he's being exactly but he's like oh you're i see you're eating the stew and the stew looks fucking disgusting by the way yeah no kidding and then and then he's like hey everyone's getting sick yeah, i guess you're fine to be fine though and she's like oh okay this is gonna be fun and then i I can't tell you how angry I would be them not letting me into the bathroom like that. Like I get they were probably sick too, but like, yeah, you know, but come on. Uh huh. And that's and that's what you mean with having to go out into the hall and find. And I was just imagining it's like a, a, a you know an employee of the ship comes along right at that moment is like, hey, no shitting in the mop bucket, you know, like <laughs> that's know. the only way it could have gotten better. I, yeah, I was thinking that too. Um, but then you know the girl gets kicked out of first class. The experienced mm -hmm. one, she comes down, finds her, and then she she's the, really nice to her. Takes the care very of her. experienced one. <laughs> but one of the things that, and this is like an Irish accent thing that I just love. Uh, Feck off! Feck yeah. off! I, I noticed that. that too, actually. And uh, it was fun how the experienced one like took her under her wing for for this point. Yeah, from this point yeah. forward. Yeah, it was, it was nice. And I also kind of liked the fact that she was out of the movie after that. Um, like. I feel like a lesser story would like, you know, either stick with me, kid, you'll go places. And now I'm in the rest of the movie. Yeah. Or, or like, um, you know, she runs into her again later or something, but no, like many immigrants go into New York and New York's a huge place. So she's just gone then. Right. It makes a lot more sense than, than that. Yeah. Have her show up randomly. Mm -hmm. Um, I, and I just, I liked that, uh, there's 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 a very poetic way of speaking in this sometimes you mm -hmm. know like when she's talking when she says how long does it take for a letter to get 
to Brooklyn from Ireland or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then she's like, they take a long time at first, then no time at all. Yeah, it was mournful somehow, despite yeah. not having anything sad in it. I like know. Outwardly sad. It was like kind of beautiful though, because yeah. like she's the point is is like you'll end up your your home, uh-huh. and so then you'll you're waiting for the letters, but then you're just getting letters. Uh-huh. It's a it's a nice way that they they did it. Um, they show it's interesting to me that they show her looking back during the immigration line. It's very much like you're getting the impression that she's nervous and. You know, am I making the right decision? I kind of want to go back home, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. It does feel like a f- very effective foreshadowing for the change that's coming, you know? Yeah. Or for um, homesickness, too. No, it was absolutely effective in that way. I This is, like, one of the few parts. There were a couple of parts of the movie that I just felt were just a little a little on the, the maudlin, cheesy side. And this moment happened to be one where she walks through, like, the door out of immigration, and it's like... It, extremely bright and then we fade into something else but it yeah. wasn't it wasn't a huge deal it wasn't a deal breaker by any stretch of the imagination but there were just a couple of points where i would i would have cut that and like gone less maudlin and it's funny because the rest of it do- does such a good job of of not overplaying its hand as far as emotion and then there's just a couple of moments where they didn't do quite as good a job in my opinion it's funny because i i i see what you're saying but i still i liked that i enjoyed mm-hmm that there was a finality to it like it was a it was like okay this she's here you know yep, no no looking back yeah um but but yeah she's like such a babe in the woods you know yeah, yeah. There's so much innocence going on with her which is really just adorable um that first dinner that they have with mrs kehoe and the other uh boarders mm-hmm is uh quite hilarious it is <laughs> in fact i i can see why the you know whoever the bbc or whatever was interested in pursuing that because i can i can see the idea of that becoming like a fun a fun show but i think it's yeah probably, probably better it didn't follow through but it was a lot of fun seeing them all and she's she's fun too this is keo yeah she is fun i enjoyed her um you they, you discover the little bit of rivalry between the the one mm-hmm. girl two others and um and then you had they had that one girl that was only there for that one scene that mm-hmm. clearly was kind of a bible thumper you know yeah, yeah. and uh <laughs> what 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 brand of soap did he use you know <laughs> yeah that was funny there, there um, were uh it's it, a lot of a lot of this movie didn't have a ton of humor but when it did it, it was it was fairly funny about it like there were pretty good jokes they left in I felt like there was a pretty good amount of humor, actually. And uh, well, let me let me let me amend my statement. It wasn't overly. Yeah, it wasn't a comedy. Yeah. Yeah, I get what you're saying. But it, Sorry, I shouldn't have corrected that. Yeah, she's so awkward though mm-hmm. in the beginning here. It's kind of hilarious, especially when she started to talk to the woman. Because <laughs> what does she say about the weather? I'm wondering, is it still is it hot out? Because mm-hmm. it was kind of hot this morning when I came in, and it it, it just, looks like it might still it be or like something. Might be, yeah. <laughs> yeah, she wasn't very good at small talk, was she? No, no, it was really funny. Um, but I felt like they were showing her loneliness very effectively. Oh yeah, made me uh, feel for her like intensely. Yeah, me too. I mean, I can't even. Ima- can you imagine moving, not just traveling? 
a thousand, you know, by yourself thousands of miles, but moving. Yeah, I, I can't because I've never done it. But. Oh, it's like, I mean, well, I guess I kind of have. But uh, anyway. But it's this when she, you know, she meets the priest, right? Because well, I think she was crying, right? She was. Yeah, so they bring the priest in to talk to her. Yeah, and um, and he tells her, you know. That's Jim Broadbent, right? Yeah, it is. Yep. Yeah, he's he's always delightful. He he really is. He's just a fun person to. He's very charming. Mm hmm. Um. But I liked her line. I wish that I could stop feeling like I want to be an Irish girl in Ireland. You mm -hmm. know, it's really her homesick. Her her homesickness is palpable. Mm -hmm. You know, very much so. And I've never really been homesick because for. What multiple reasons, and but I, I still very much felt that I, you know, I felt alone with her, you know, yeah. And I, I liked what the priest said too homesickness is like most sickness, it'll oh. make you feel wretched and move on to someone else. Mm -hmm. I thought that was a good line. And then we get to more of her, like, her, like, innocence, you know, mm -hmm. um, because she goes starts going to that um bookkeeping class, right? Yeah, yeah. And I love how impressed she is with the professor. He's not mm -hmm. even reading a textbook. It's just all just, in his head. It's all in his head. And uh, another just random little thing I liked is that the the other student that she chats to with outside the class, also not an important character. I was like, oh, is this going to be your boyfriend? And it absolutely wasn't. Because sometimes you just chat with people. Right. Yeah. Not, not everybody has to be like an important part of the plot. Um, yeah. And that's actually a really good point i wasn't thinking about that and i like they do that kind of often in this movie where they're just mm -hmm. like they allow people to come and go i think that i find i found that emblematic of how when you're far from home and you're getting to meet new people a lot of people are going to flit in and out of your life before you find people who right are really going to stick around and matter to you yeah that's a good that's i like that that's a really that's a good point zach nice and done you're welcome you didn't say thank you <laughs> thanks <laughs> hey you're welcome are we are we at are we at christmas yet i uh, don't know if we've missed that oh uh, i don't th think so i don't want no, to miss we're not. okay so just no we're not um okay. that's coming up next but i i wanted to say she just she seems like she has a really wonderful outlook on life i mean i know she's feeling homesick right now but mm -hmm. she just she just tends to take things as they are mm -hmm. it's just, yeah it's, it's helpful nice. in this situation although Eventually, she she's, you know, starting to worry. Like when, when Tony's like, our, you know, our kids. Yeah, that, yeah. As another little subtle moment where you could tell that she was like not super into the way he said that. But they didn't over. They didn't zoom in on her, and she's like, oh, you know. No, I actually yeah. felt like that was a very true. Yeah. Moment, you know. Um, but we'll get to that. So I don't want to get too far ahead. So. Yeah, who, <laughs> um, yeah, the audience is going, "Who's Tony?" So yeah, let's get to Christmas. So this mm -hmm. the next part is Christmas, and she volunteers to feed homeless men. And we right? get the uh, we get the two other housemates who are like scoffing at that and yeah, saying how it's like making jokes and about the homeless men and how much they smell, blah blah blah. And come on, you know. And then we see her being selfless and kind, in contrast, which is much better. Right. I wouldn't say that you know. Yes, I, but there are people that may be good people that would, but I, yeah, they're just young. I think. Yeah, it's that's awesome. true. But you know, but still, uh, uh, what's her name? 
Ailish? Ailish, yeah. She, she she's young, but she does the right thing and is kind about it. So I just liked her for it. It's it was more yeah, reflecting on too. her than than the other two. Yeah, other I I liked it too. I and you know it. She's she tends to be much more um, accepting. I also so you know they talk about these these homeless guys when they're coming in there, and and the priest Jim Broadbent actually makes a good. He, he says something important here and not necessarily that it's important for the movie, but I think it's important, an important message for people to hear. Right. Mm -hmm. Cause he's like, these people built the highways, they built the bridges. Right. Oh yeah. Delightful line. And um, I just, it just, it sort of made me angry, you mm -hmm. know, that like that. Yeah. It's fucked. This is what we do to immigrants. Should we, you feel like, you feel like they should have a, Go ahead. Well, I was gonna say they feel like they should have a pension or something, don't you? But yeah, exactly. We we bring immigrants in, build things for us, right? And then go, get fucked, you know. And then we vilify them and hang them out to dry. Mm-hmm. And let them live on the street. Yeah. And I have nothing else to say about the Christmas scene except for that song. Oh. Which? What is it about an Irish song that just it just I, sounds so lovely? But uh, the key of D. It's really what it is because all Irish music is in the key of D, and it's a very, a very hopeful sounding key apparently. But regardless, it was so stunningly beautiful. I was like floored. I had to stop. <laughs> yeah, I I loved that scene, um, and she, you know it just adds to her homesickness. Oh yeah, she's very, she's very sad. Um, so then I guess the Bible thumping one leaves, right? Mm -hmm. And, and uh, good Kehoe, <laughs> Mrs. Kehoe, <laughs> I wasn't expecting good riddance. Um, <laughs> a bad rubbish. <laughs> Mrs. Kehoe decides to give Ailish the basement room, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, because she's uh, so chaste. Yeah, exactly. But I like that Ailish is like, do you, do you think the girls will mind, you know? And then her answer is, what, what don't they mind? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so they're going to go to uh, that dance soon where she meets Tony, actually. Mm -hmm. um, and we've got that new girl there who's just kind of a wild expression on her face. Yeah, the when they, when they like, cut to her. <laughs> oh, maybe you can take her with you. That's, like, a hilarious cut, you know? Yeah. Because <laughs> they go from... Maybe maybe they go from an ordinary shot to her looking like I don't know, it frazzled isn't even the word. I think frizzled is the word for all like she just walked through a wind tunnel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> With like the surprised expression on her face. And then we and then we then we learn that she's kind of a piece of work. I liked her actually. Yeah, I mean she wasn't that I, I didn't really understand why I I guess I, I understand why probably people why they didn't enjoy being around her. Mm -hmm. Um but <laughs> It was actually one line that like showed the annoyance, the like how she can be annoying. Mm -hmm. You know, people are fellas. You yeah. Know? yeah, 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 like, yeah. It's true. Some of the people would be fellas. You know. And then like her, maybe her sense of desperation. I'd like to meet a fella. I know. I know. <laughs> so I get it, but I also thought she was kind of. I liked. I liked her. I like her energy. I don't know. It made me it made me happy for some reason. Unlike, yeah, no, I get it. I, unlike Ailish, funny. did not like her energy at all, I don't think. Well, not then. 
the boarding house mates there. They come in and um, they're <laughs> rescuing Ailish from the mm. girl, right? From the annoying girl. <laughs> and they bring her into the bathroom and they're like, okay, this this is better. Now you don't look like you came in from milking cows. <laughs> but is that what I look like? Yeah. Well, there were nice, clean cows. You know, you know you're right. There was a lot more humor in the movie than I sort of remembered. Because it's not, like everything else, it's not really made a, a huge point of. There's no, like, comedic, there's no, like, waiting for the comedic beat. Like, yeah. oh, look at this, a joke is coming. It's uh, it's very naturalistic. I actually, that's probably a lot of, a lot, Nick Hornby's writing. He's very good at that kind of dialogue if you watch the other movies he's written for. Yeah, that's that's a good point, actually. Um, I don't know. Maybe those jokes are in the book. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know either. I sort of doubt it. But yeah, ask um, ask your focus group, your your vast number of people that you've interviewed about this book. Yeah, I um, will. One I of mean, them is my wife, by the way. The other is my aunt, and I think my mom also read it, but I'm not sure about my mom. I'd so, believe if she did. Um, yeah, I know. What was I going to say? I have nothing. Let's move on. She's going to meet Tony in a second. Right. She meets Tony. This is when she meets Tony. And uh, mm -hmm. I love how interested the other girls are in what Ailish is doing. You uh, know? That was that was a wonderful shot where they're yeah. where we're seeing the other girls and the way their necks are following her no matter where the dance is moving and no matter where their partners are. Yeah. And I also I enjoyed that um, the the one that actually has an Irish accent mm -hmm. looks over at the one that doesn't. Mm -hmm. But the other one doesn't look back at her. Yeah, she just keeps she's still looking. So that the the one that has an Irish accent looks looks again, right? Yeah. So what I liked about that is it. I feel like in a movie, a lot of times they do this thing where they look, and then the other person looks, and they like share a moment. Mm -hmm. It's like what you're expecting, but in reality, a lot of times you just don't know that's happening that somebody's looking at you. So why you know, it's kind of nice. It looks it, it feels more real. I don't know. It's just like a little moment that I enjoyed. Tony, uh, he see, he looks at Saoirse Ronan and uh, kind of immediately knows, huh? Yeah, yeah. I mean, he he asks her to dance. She dances with him after the uh, Irish guy leaves her for mm -hmm. her roommate there. Yeah, for the roommate, <laughs> yeah, who already knows how to dance, if you know what I mean. <laughs> um, He's like, I got to swim with the big fishes now, lady. But they do already seem adorable, don't they? Yeah, they do. Yeah, you can kind of tell that I liked they had they have a good chemistry and they have uh I liked that Tony wasn't too pushy. Right. He was yeah, he was very well mannered, you know. Mm -hmm. He's um, such a gentleman. He was a gentleman, actually. He really was. Really? But it's really funny when they're walking away and he's he's like, Look, I'm not any part Irish. Mm -hmm. I just I like Irish girls. Yeah. I love that she busts his balls a little bit, by the yeah. way. Yeah. I think he does too, actually. Yeah, he does. But I, but I like that he's. She's like, well, don't. You, why can't you go to an Italian dance? Something mm -hmm. Italian. Dances? And he's like, yeah, but I would never invite you to one of those. Because mm -hmm. why not? Because they behave like Italians all night. Uh -huh. <laughs> I love that. I have I have often enjoyed the 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 contrast in. Because Irish and Italian immigrants were lar large parts of you know the East Coast. For a long time right. and still are and they're like by far the two well not by far now with hispanic people but you know for a long time really the only two groups of catholics you'd ever find in the united states <laughs> and yet they're also very different so it very. wasn't 
Yeah, it wasn't like a marriage that really was really meshed exactly. They got along for some reasons, like Catholicism, but but barely that. Yeah, but barely that. So, but uh, so then we're gonna get another dinner scene. Which, by the way, I guess this is a point notable, but I think it's more fun to say it here. They filmed all of the dinner scenes over the course of two hours or something like that. Oh my god! Yeah, they just every dinner scene that was all just different stuff, and they just banged them out. Maybe it's not the right word to use. Uh, <laughs> um, but I love Mrs. Keogh. Yeah, I mean, she's, she's fantastic. And I'm going to ask the preacher to do a sermon on the dangers of giddiness. <laughs> and then I, I like the fact that the, the girls just kind of had to laugh more at all that. Like, <laughs> it's not going to stop you from laughing once the thing's already funny. And I love that Ailish is so sort of coyly smiling at them. Yeah. Like, she's looking at, at them and understanding why they're giddy. Mm -hmm. um <laughs> i also this is more of her like sarcastic snarkiness coming mm -hmm. out which is just a lot of fun do you like italian food and then she's like you know i don't know i've never had it yeah. like, it's the best food in the world well then why would i not like it then <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> and i love that he goes you're in a good mood huh <laughs> and speaking, speaking of cute lines um specifically about italians was it one of the girls that at the boarding house, or was it the the boss at the department store? I can't oh, remember. Oh, the boss at the department store. Like, I won't tell him that. Yeah. And someone was like, um, does he talk about his mom or baseball? Oh, baseball, yeah. <laughs> and she's like, no. And he's like, and they're like, well, then he's not like any Italian boy I've ever met. Yeah. Well, she's not like any Italian on this entire island, I think. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> And it, and it turns out that he does talk about baseball. Like he's just been avoiding the subject. <laughs> he knows well, better. It's been better. winter. He just, yep. just That's true. That's a good point. <laughs> and they didn't have hot stove news quite like they do today back then. Right, exactly. <laughs> um, he's like, hot stove? Is that mom cooking? So now, you know, he's invited her over to have, you know, dinner with his family, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, she needs to learn how to eat spaghetti. <laughs> yeah. And just that's a cute thing to have really... to eat. <laughs> it's, a, it's a great little scene mm -hmm. I think. splash you've just splashed the, the walls and everything you know just... yeah and like just to think someone not being familiar with spaghetti this day and age at least in america i know i know it's really it just like it shows her you know innocence naivete it's mm -hmm. but it's really in like a nice touching way you know mm -hmm. yeah you're really getting to like her and a lot of the other characters at this point in the movie, if you didn't already. Yeah. And her letter to her sister, you know, about, about mm -hmm. the new fella. Yeah. Is really touching. And this is where know, the sister's reading it and crying at, at back. Yeah. Home. Yeah. The movie is so emotionally engaging, you know? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Um, so anyway, so now she's going to have dinner with the, the family and the Fiorellos. Yeah, the Fiorellos, and of course, this kid can't keep his mouth shut. That kid First was off, like, that kid was like fucking her. hilarious. I can't deal with that, that kid. <laughs> well, I think what made it even better was that she was not offended by any of it. You know? <laughs> yeah. Which yeah. I mean, thing, you shouldn't be right. He's just a kid. Yeah. Well, you know, the, I I think they're they're a little worried that it's going to be like, oh, he's just repeating things that he's heard the rest of them say. But <laughs> yeah. Um. 
first off, we don't like Irish people. And I just, I love that she goes, why Frankie? You know? Yeah. <laughs> I just loved the way she said it. It was adorable. Mm. Um, and then I, I, this is where he says my kid sort of offhandedly, you know? Yeah. And I love the way they show her being put off by him talking about it. You mm -hmm. know? Yeah, again, it wasn't like hit, hit over the head either. Yeah. Trust, I, trust the audience to make that connection. It's nice, too, because I feel like they often show used to show women being the ones who would fall quickly. You yeah, know? But that's what it's, it's him who's really head over heels right away. But I actually think in real life, men tend to be the ones that are in less control of their emotions. Yeah, that's that's probably the case. Um, but they always are shown in media or in entertainment to be the ones that are like, you know, can't control their emotions. And it's like, no, that's that that doesn't that hasn't rung true for me in life. Yeah, probably not. I mean, we're we're, the one, we're men are the ones who pursue, and men men are the ones who, I think, men just as much as women, if not more fantasize in our heads about oh i'm gonna date her and then we're gonna do this then the other thing and they haven't right. even talked yet exactly so. exactly um and we're we're so much more visual mm -hmm. also i think women can be much more abstract in their thoughts mm -hmm. um, so not that men can't it's just it's just different anyway um i just enjoyed that they were like yeah i, th I think a lot of women especially in her position where she's you know, this is the first man she's really met ever uh -huh. and it's in a place that where she doesn't have any family so she would i think it would be natural for her to feel hesitant because the whole point of her being there is to make a life for herself not for her to become somebody's wife yeah exactly so um anyway so then he walks her home after that and i love you Thank you for the evening. <laughs> that was brutal. He's like, oh, I got Princess Leia. Yeah. <laughs> oh, this is tough. And then she assumes he's not going to show up the next time to walk her home from school. Because I'd be tempted not to, not out of vindictiveness, just out of embarrassment. Embarrassment, yeah. <laughs> I'd be like, oh, God, I can never show my face again. And I have to move to Queens. Oh, yeah, because, you know, it's kind of funny. It, that's another good point that it's not like she's like, oh, we moved too fast. I hate him now. You know, she's still interested. Just. Yeah. It just was, you know, she did, did freaked her out a little bit. And that's yeah, all. Fair. And, yeah, it is fair. And also it, there's also this feeling you can, it's again, palpable. And it's just on her face mm -hmm. where she's like feeling like she fucked it up. And, you know, like I, you know, but like I ruined it. Damn mm -hmm. it. I just said, I love you. Back. Yeah. You know, um, and then the joy that that he shows up, you know, yeah. and she's like, I thought you weren't coming. And, and and then I love that he says, I knew you'd think that. And that's why I wanted to make sure that I was here. Yeah, that's it was, nice. It was very touching. And, and then we find out that the reason he's late is a plumbing emergency <laughs> that he just ran out. all this between six inches and a foot yeah, it reminds me of the line in four weddings and a funeral when uh hugh grant is on the doorstep and it's he just soaked and it's raining it's like torrential downpour and she's like aren't you getting wet he's like you can only get so wet you know <laughs> yeah, right. there's a point past which you're not more wet <laughs> yeah that's good it you know and then we show like her sister really 
Rose is really having a hard time mm-hmm. not having Ailish there now. You yeah. know, like she was really like being supportive and, and now she has the the sort of homesickness feeling. Mm-hmm. You know, it's yeah. like what the priest said, it travels to somebody else. Yeah, um, it's very touching and sad. But so Ailish gets the she passes the exams or whatever, and she's like really excited, you know. And now, now that she can be an accountant, she can go murder people. It's, she's qualified. Oh, that's right. I hope, <laughs> I hope she never runs into Ben Affleck. I know it'll be a bloodbath. <laughs> I would watch. I would watch a movie where Sir Sharon was an action star just because of the incongruity. Yeah, well, I like incongruity. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't mean to. <laughs> I literally didn't mean to connect it back to that. Let's keep moving. <laughs> um, <laughs> worked too perfectly. But but yeah. So anyway, the uh, <laughs> just so our listeners understand, that was a reference to our the accountant episode in our action movie podcast. If you want to mm-hmm. take a yeah. listen, um, yeah, we should have little links for every stupid inside joke that we that we do in every reference. We can be like, oh wait, you have to go back a lot of episodes for that. But it'll be funny once you do. So yeah, so Ailish gets the um, the exam right. So what I love about this scene is that. They, you know, they ask her, "Does is your is Tony taking you out or are you celebrating?" And she's like, "Yeah, he's taking me to Coney Island." And she, all she is is just like excited. She's happy, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they immediately just intensely freak her out about it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I, love, a, I, love, I love in the old days they call it a bathing costume. I know. <laughs> it's just it's an adorable <laughs> thing from the olden days. I, I, I also like that. You know they're freaking her out, freaking her out, freaking her out, and and Mrs. Kehoe finally is like, okay, come on, chill out. But mm-hmm. really though, you, you're you're gonna want a bathing costume. <laughs> yeah, but you don't want to put off by your uh, by your <laughs> body. Yeah, it's, it's, like, it's the most he will have ever seen of you. It's like, oh so don't put him off, which is yeah. what I thought was crazy. Women have a lot to worry about, don't they? They really do. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, so she's like super happy. I'm going to Coney Island, and then she's terrified. Yeah, and then we get uh, a very bizarre scene on with, the beach. Uh, well, first when she's trying on the bathing costumes with the lady. Oh yeah, the, she grabs her ass. She gra- like gropes her horribly, and she's like, "That'll do. That's fine." And then she mentions her pubes. Even it's a kind of an odd, odd movie in some some places. That one I wasn't like. You know, you're gonna need to shave. Okay, it's probably something she hasn't had to ever worry about, right? Um, so I was okay with that one, but then the grabbing the ass was like, why is this happening? It was, it was a little out of place, but that's okay. She yeah, she gets the she gets the bathing costume and doesn't know to wear it under her clothes. So then they have to change with yeah, impromptu towel around her. <laughs> yeah, I mean, talk about is the most he's ever seen of her by a lot now. Yeah. I really enjoy it. She's like, why didn't you tell me? And mm-hmm. he's like, I thought you would know. You know? Yeah. I just didn't need, I didn't know I needed to give you a primer on bathing costumes. <laughs> um, Which comes back later when they go to the beach in Ireland, too. She's advanced enough. Yeah, exactly. I, I actually really enjoy that because it, it's like she looked, she, she looks like a genius, you know? Yeah. They're like, oh, man, we... They invent everything in America. I, I know. It's like they've probably been doing that for a hundred years. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Back to Coney Island, though. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's not much. I mean, they had fun, right? So yeah, they cute. they didn't go to a Cyclones game because no, no such thing existed yet. Um, 
I, but I, she says she goes to a Dodgers game with him. Yeah. Not, not that day, but in the letter. And I love that they lost, so he was annoyed. <laughs> well, that's the Dodgers for you. Welcome <laughs> to Dodgers fandom, Sergio Ronan. I just um, thought it was a cute way to say it. They lost, so he was annoyed. To, so he was annoyed. And it's, again, that's also welcome to being married to a man who's a fan of a baseball team life. And uh, yeah. poor, poor them. They're going to settle down and have a family. Um, they're going to be really happy and then really sad, like in a very short amount of time, as far as their Dodgers fandom. You know, this, be, this being 1952, I mean, this is uh, so yeah, I know. I was thinking that too, actually. I was thinking like Ebbets Field, well, that's not going to be around much longer. Yeah, they um, do get that one championship, though, so that's good. 1955 over the Yankees, worth it, I uh, suppose. Good old Jackie Robinson, but the, he was uh, out. He was out at home, by the way. Sorry, no, he wasn't. He was sick. He was. He was. He was, he was out. <laughs> but well, but the umpire called him safe. So yeah, but he was actually out though. The umpire made a mistake, as umpires are wont to do. Not not CB Buckner, no. um, <laughs> who was home plate umpire that day. <laughs> at um, negative thirty years old. Yeah. So then Rose dies. Mm-hmm. Which is just crazy sad that she dies, and the like that her mom. They show her mom finding her. I mean, oh, it's just well, heartbreaking. I remember actually being shocked when it happened when I saw it the first time. Yeah, I was like, "What? Yeah, Rose dies," Which and they never really get into why, right? Well, they don't. I mean, there's like a passing comment that uh, the priest makes. I was like, "I think she's been sick for a while and just didn't tell anybody." Yeah, but I actually like that a lot too because that's also true to life that she didn't tell anybody, so we don't know either. You know? Yeah. It's one of those mis- one of those things. Maybe not a mystery exactly, but still. And and this is like so now we're seeing Sersha go through the grief of losing losing her sister, and I was like, man, she is so expressive. She's mm-hmm. excellent at emoting with just her face. You mm-hmm. know? Wonderful bit of acting here as well. Yeah. And her mom puts so much guilt on her. Yeah. I mean, it's crazy. I mean, I get that's what she was feeling, but but geez, it's awful. Mm-hmm. I have nobody, you know. Mm-hmm. And I yeah, the acting is just excellent. Saoirse Ronan, like she covers her mouth, right? So yeah, I, it's just really good. Um. So now we get into. Tony and Alish's six-year engagement. Yes. So I really love them together, mm-hmm. Tony and Alish. I love their relationship. But Tony comes off a little controlling with the... With here with the marriage? Yeah. The yeah. house stuff, too, a little bit. Yeah. Because it feels like not the best time. I know he's trying to cheer her up, right? Yeah, but, but that's a little... He's also trying to cheer her up by keeping her like he's clearly afraid i mean he says he's afraid so i'll Mm -hmm. give him that he that he acknowledges his feelings Mm -hmm. but it just it seems a little like he's trying to strip her of her independence a tiny bit yeah it's it's and it's like a bad time for you know yeah you you do worry that like he's seizing this opportunity to exactly push her toward him i guess maybe that's what i mean I, you know, I don't even know if it's it's more like he's he's clutching, uh-huh. you know, yeah, and because he, he's so afraid he's going to lose her, which you know, as it turns out, he probably he he was right to fear that, yeah, you know, um, but part of me wanted to be like, well, just go with her, mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I was maybe he can't get away from work, but still it would have been I know it's probably it probably wasn't easy for him to do, but I just feel like if you're that worried about it, then just go. Mm-hmm. Um but you know, she loves him and she uh you know she takes off her chastity belt and they uh they have sex for 20 seconds. Yeah, <laughs> it was kind of funny how quickly they they portrayed that as going. It was like, well, <laughs> they weren't messing around with that. That really is that your first time there, Tone? <laughs> um, but he just he's he Tony seems a little bit manipulative in his desperation to not lose her, you know, a little bit. Yeah, like if if you can promise you could easily do this, like, no, that's not the same thing. Yeah, it's not. <laughs> um, do you think that they did this uh, a little bit to make you sort of doubt, maybe not even doubt Tony or whatever, but you know, you do sort of feel a tiny bit different with her going back to Ireland now and then. Sort it's of... interesting because the first time I saw it, I I mean, I didn't necessarily think this was great, but I also felt like I I really like was relating to Tony. Yeah, I yeah, like, yeah. I don't want her to leave him, you know? Yeah. Because I just loved them together. I thought they were a wonderful couple and I wanted them to stay together. Yeah. But this time watching it, I was definitely like, yeah, I think that's why they're doing it. It's so that... It, it made me feel a little bit differently about the trip to Ireland the, mm-hmm. the first time I watched it. Because I remember the first time I watched it, and I'm like, ah, oh, stop hanging out with this fucking, what was his name? Jim? Uh, this yeah, Jim, Jim guy? Jim Farrell? Stop hanging out with this Domino. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, it was very like, no, you're you're being bad to Tony. Stop being bad to Tony. That's exactly how I watched it this time. So, <laughs> Well, I, I I almost like that better. This time I was, I was uh, feeling a little bit more conflicted about it. Yeah. Um, so they get married, and apparently, you know, an Irish guy sort of catches it, and of course gossips about it back to yeah. Anastasi or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, that's what Tony gets for being talkative. That's why I don't talk to anybody. <laughs> you know why? Because inevitably you're going to run into an Irish person who knows someone who knows someone. Now, uh, you know, her mom's being a little bit, like, manipulative. Oh, you can stay a couple weeks longer for the wedding. Yeah, for this and, wedding. And uh, she's already, like, you know, uh, RSVP'd on her mm-hmm. behalf. Mm-hmm. It's, like, fucked up. Um, this is the first little bit we get of people trying to push her toward Dom Gleason. Yeah, exactly. And, yeah, and then uh, she's real sharp with these guys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Getting, like, uh, well, you you can't you can't go anywhere without rugby players. Yeah, and you all you all dress the same or whatever. You all look the same. Yeah, yeah. that's just, I was like, wow, <laughs> kind of harsh. Um, but I do wonder how different this trip would have been if Tony hadn't convinced Ailish to marry him. She, I I kind of wonder too, and you're you end up wondering also if. Because the the point that she becomes resolved to go back home, most of all, is when what's her face, the bitchy woman, Miss Kelly, yeah, it reveals that she knows about it. So, like, if that hadn't happened, also, might she? I don't know. It's it's a little hard to say, and it makes you conflicted at this point in the movie because it's hard to read what her intentions were. Yeah, I mean, I think she's, you know, flattered mm-hmm. by by Jim, and I think she thinks he's a good man. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, yeah, it's nice, nice, uh, nice little 
performance from Dumbo Gleason, who didn't get much screen time, but made you. And I was very against him because I was like, no, 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 you go back to Tony. But I, um, me too. That's the way I was. Not not as much this time, but definitely the yeah the first like fifteen times I've seen it. Yeah, that was how but, I was. But you do get the sense that he's a decent enough guy. So yeah, exactly. Um, but. It is, it's also really weird to me that it seems like everybody was just ignoring her when she's like, I'm going back to America. Yeah. They're like, yeah, yeah, sure you are. Okay, whatever. Like she's like filling in for Rose at the uh, factory or whatever she's doing. Uh, and the guy's just like, meh, yeah, we'll see. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. he's like, we'll talk about that later. I was yeah. thinking, I, If I'd been me, I'd been like, no, I'm going back. We're not talking about it later. You're not in charge of whether or not I go back, buddy. I know. I'd have been like, well, I can either not do this or you can <laughs> yeah. accept that I won't be here. So Yeah, exactly. Um, I also, you know, we, we already talked about this, but I love the way they think Americans are so smart for wearing their bathing suits under their clothes. Yeah, like we've, we've come with some fantastic uh, invention. How, <laughs> oh, how the mighty have fallen. So now we're going to get Tony, who wants to write a good letter to Ailish, right? So, so he, so he, of course, con contracts his eight-year-old brother. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I like I, this little brother is like he should get his own show. Like, forget the forget the Mrs. Keo's show. <laughs> I want the Frankie show. <laughs> he's like, I can't write a letter to a girl. What do I know about kissing? Yeah, I know. <laughs> and he's like, it's not about kissing. We're not going to write about kissing. <laughs> I actually, one of the, oh, go ahead, I'm sorry. That's because they found him adorable, that's all. Yeah, no, I did too. Um, one of the really cool choices that they make in this too is the way they have him narrate his letter. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because it evokes that he's not a great writer, you know? Mm -hmm. And to, even to the point where Frankie found the, found a, a spelling mistake. Yeah. Every. Oh, every, yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, no, I, I, I thought it was really good. And, uh, and I'm just, the love triangle stuff just made me so, so sad, you know? Mm -hmm. She's in such turmoil. Yeah, and she's I'm, putting his letters away in a drawer. Oh, that sucks that he would. Oh, the first time I saw that, I was so angry at her. Mm -hmm. It's like, how could you not read Tony's letters? Mm -hmm. Exactly the same. so wonderful to you. Oh, felt the same way and i was like i hope this movie i was like if this movie has her cheat with this with the domino gleason here i'm just gonna turn my back on it i'm done with you movie i would i would have too actually um but uh and then we get the you know the older lady at church jim and i oh it's yeah. already happening oh. God, this is giving this is giving you a sense of what she means when she eventually says i had forgotten what this place was like exactly so you know, I remember that when I first watched this, I really wanted her to go back to Tony and, you know, it, it, there is a feeling like now watching this, uh, I think, I think this was the intention that it feels a lot like he's kind of trapped her. Yeah, that's, that's the unfortunate, you've sort of pointed that out to me. I hadn't thought of that. <laughs> no, no, I'm left wondering. Yeah, but I think, I think it was. I think it was done on purpose, you know. I think it was a a choice that they made mm. so that her staying in Ireland is a is a possibility. Possibility when you're watching it, yeah, yeah. But uh, but you know, thank goodness for the bitch, Miss Kelly, huh? Yeah, never thought I'd say that. Um, 
I just, you know, she reminds Ailish of how, how a small town is, you know, mm-hmm. and how mm-hmm. gossipy and just in other people's business everybody is, which everybody has been, and she sort of hasn't seen it mm-hmm. because she's been swept up and being able to have a life back home, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, you know, she goes up to her mom and she's I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry. Mm-hmm. You know, I got married and I want to be with my husband. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's a very heart wrenching scene, actually. And, I, and she's like, Is he nice? And she doesn't even like answer it. And she's, or she says, Yes, he's very nice. And she's like, Oh, he'd have to be nice if you married him. Yeah. <laughs> Another sweet moment. And she goes home, she goes back, and she's standing outside the bakery, which I thought was kind of odd. She yeah. was at the bakery, I guess, but okay, whatever. She's standing outside the bakery and he's talking to, I think, was it his brother? I don't know if it was his brother or just some other schmuck. Some other guy, yeah. yeah. And uh, and then he sees her and he goes to her. I mean, the moment that he sees her is so wonderful. Mm-hmm. It gets me every time. Like, I'm feeling emotional right now talking about it because <laughs> that's how much this movie moves me. Mm-hmm. Um, I just I I absolutely love this movie. Another and, nice little realistic touch, though. He has the wherewithal to hand whoever the guy he was talking to his tools. Yeah, yeah, I know. So he can actually then, walk over and hug his girl. Yeah. Well, his wife now. It's very nice. And the 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 shot of from Tony's point of view, where we have Sir Sharon, I think it's on the cover of the movie actually, but um. Sir Sharon sitting, uh, leaning up against the wall, waiting for him. Yeah, um, it's just utterly beautiful. There are multiple shots in this movie that I wanted to, that I would point out if I could remember exactly where they <laughs> were composed, just wonderfully. And um, the sumptuous colors were another fantastic ass- facet um, that I should save. I'm going to save all this. Never mind for the cinematography portion. Yeah, moving on. Uh, yeah, so well actually we when we move on we can move straight to the rank because uh it's um we we have finished the overview. That was Brooklyn and what a wonderful movie. I mean, so like even before we get into ranking this, are you glad you watched it? Me? Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. Wasn't it just wonderful? Do you see why I wanted to win Best Picture? You haven't seen the other ones. I'm yeah, not saying it like that. But do you see why I was like, this was the one for me? 100. It was. It had a had a sense of reality with the. I connected with the characters so much and wanted them to be happy. You know. Yeah. Exactly. It's, there's something about watching a movie where decent people are happy and you're happy with them. You know. Yeah. Although, I, you know, although also she had moments of sadness and and being torn between things, but well, yeah, you know? I mean, she's a three dimensional character, you know. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, and I think this just goes to show that a lot of times you you don't have to have really high stakes. Yeah, absolutely. It was it was it was human level stakes that were right. very, very relatable and very very emotional. Yeah, because like you know. I, I feel like there's this feeling like you can't make a movie out of anybody's life, right? Mm-hmm. But you really could, mm-hmm. you know. Everybody's got a, everybody who's ever been in love has a love story. Yeah, and you know what? It's probably an interesting one. Yeah. Did uh, um, did this at all make you think about your ancestors coming over to live here? 
No, it didn't actually. I don't know when your ancestors got here. <laughs> um, you know, I don't know about my dad's side, but on my mom's side, same. Um, I know that there's there it goes further back than Ellis Island. Yeah, my I mine generally too. So, but I you know. I don't know, but my dad's side might have. I know that actually, and I know that on my dad's side, my great grandmother was came from Scotland. Well, well there you are. Was she sure, 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 Roman? I couldn't. No, she's she's <laughs> apparently saying she's sure, sure. It's impossible to do. You can't say she's and then Sir Ronan. Well, you know, did you know that Sir Ronan sold seashells down by the seashore? Okay. I don't know how you manage that. I don't either. I did not think I was going to get through it. What's our um, first category? So let's talk about what we're doing because the rank is next. Oh, wait. We're going to rank the movie based on 10 categories. Story, acting, originality, film coherence, cinematography, score slash soundtrack, script structure and dialogue, character relatability, production value, and timelessness. And we're doing this on a scale of 1 to 10. One being the worst, ten being the best, um, and I guess you know I don't really explain this on on most of these, but we're adding up our scores, and then that our scores together give it its total rank. Mm. Um, so anyway, this first one is story, and uh, and I start. So I gave story a nine and a half. Mm-hmm. It's an immigrant story, and it's well told and well built. Uh, I love that they tell the story from a female perspective. Mm-hmm. I don't think you get that a lot with um, sort of an immigration story. I can't imagine going to another country thousands of miles away alone. Um, I know I said that earlier, but I yeah. still like you know, it, it bears repeating. And um, I always dislike the conflict in a romance. Yeah. You know, it's so interesting to me that they always feel like that they that they need one. You know, yeah, very, nothing here is really manufactured in the way that they, yeah. So, if you look at a rom com, every time around, there's always some strife, right? Mm-hmm. And then they have to overcome that and get then they can get together. And it's similar in this, right? It's a romance that's ten, they, they, they have, um, they have that, but the conflict that they have to overcome, I never felt like this conflict actually like it occurred, like you said, so much more naturally. So, um, mm-hmm. It still made me sad because I hate the conflict part because I just want to be happy, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, I, I, yeah, it was great. <laughs> what do you have? I gave it an eight, which is a little bit lower, but um, really it was just because the story was good, but it was the uh, character development that really hooked me. Um, I feel like with a worse story, I still would have been interested in these characters, but with worse characters, the story wouldn't have helped me. So. Still that a very good grade, but point. Uh, I could see where you're coming from with that actually. Eight um, eight is an excellent score, by the way. Just yeah, for the record. Yeah. I'm not shitting well, on the story. So the next category is acting. What do you have hmm. for that? For acting, I went nine point seven five. Oh wow. All right. This is about the highest I've given anything in the Oscar race here so far. The acting was superb. I kind of can't I mean it's not perfect. I, I it's just, you know. I feel like I feel like a ten in this category would be like the best acted movie I can think of, and this one's up there, but not quite there. And, I think uh, honestly, to have a ten in acting, we'd probably need to have a much smaller cast. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like really just a couple of superlative performances. Yeah, exactly. Because just like one slightly offline reading or some shit from the larger cast. and But everyone did a great job. I actually don't even really know the actor who played Tony. Um, em- Emery Cohen, I think, is his name. But yeah, he's not really in anything. Yeah, but he was perfectly good. Um, like I said, Dominic Gleason did a good job in the little bit he had. Uh, Julie Walters was good. And just, you can't give Saoirse Ronan enough credit for this. I was just looking because I wasn't sure who who did win Best Actress that year. It turns out it's Brie Larson for Room, and she was highly lauded for that movie. Yeah. And I haven't seen it, so I can't judge. But it's hard well, to imagine. Soon. Uh, eventually. The, the last one, though, right? I No, it's not the last one. It's the second to last one. Spotlight oh. is the last one. Oh, and the one that won. But, uh... Yeah. But it's it's a little tough to imagine that it's noticeably better than this one. But I suppose I suppose I'd buy a toss up. Yeah, I I can't remember how I felt at the time, but I loved this movie so much that I think I just won. It, it was only nominated for three, and I was like, well, then it should win all three. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and then didn't you know? Not, the director wasn't nominated, which I find a little odd. Yeah, but, uh, no kidding. The cinematography wasn't. I mean, there's a lot of things in here that I don't really understand. Best adapted screenplay. Yeah, it's a little. Oh, that was. that was actually nominated. Well, regardless, I have a hard time imagining much of a better performance than than Saoirse Ronan gave. So, major credit to her. Yeah, um, I actually gave it a nine. I didn't go as high as you, um, which is wild to me, and I'm feeling like I fucked it up. Saoirse Ronan is absolutely incredible. I, just like a performance for the ages, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I think that her, I, I think it's perfect. Her acting is absolutely perfect. Um, she's able to be understated and still command the screen. I actually thought that Tony was kind of decent. Mm-hmm. I thought that Tony was sort of adequate. You know, I, I the thing is that I didn't feel like he was the best actor. Yeah, um, and yeah, I think he was bad, but I just I see that he, he wasn't quite the level of and it might have been even more noticeable, actually, but uh, you know, opposite a really, a really fantastic performance, right? I agree. I think that, and we kind of don't like, get him in any scenes that she's not in, so right. And I, I felt like he was, you know, it was like he was trying to channel Marlon Brando or something, you yeah. know, if he was going for something, there was just I mean, I guess it's true to the character. I just, I don't know. I mean, the, I don't know. There was something yeah, I mean, about he, it. He was good in a movie f- with m- excellent performances. So, right, exactly. That's the thing. Is and someone's got to be the worst. Honestly, the only reason I didn't go perfect was because of of him, and not that he was bad. You know, mm-hmm. like by yeah. any means, he was he was really good. But, um, I. I guess there were three things. One was, why did one of the girls in the boarding house not have an accent? Yeah, I don't know. She just had a regular voice. Like she didn't. Even, she, I was like, she well, what was she doing here? Yeah, she she wasn't even one of these people with the Brooklyn accents. She just. Yeah, I don't know where she was supposed to be from. So I always I I felt like that was a really weird thing, you know, because the mm-hmm. premise is that everybody's from Brooklyn from from uh, Ireland there, mm-hmm. right? Um. And then the only other one was I actually thought that the manager of the store that Ailish works at was kind of a weak actor. Yeah, that's uh, Jessica Paré who played um, 
She was in Mad Men. She yeah, she played uh, uh oh I can't remember her name for Mad Men. Right, but she was uh John Hamm's wife, mm -hmm. second wife. Um which I thought she was good in, by the way. Yeah. But in this, it just um I don't know, it well, struck me as not it took me well, out she, of it just a little bit. She wasn't as good in this because she didn't sing Zooby Zoo. <laughs> right. Anyway, the acting acting is excellent in this film. So um on to originality, which I gave an eight and a half. Mm -hmm. uh, it's an immigrant story, which is not something that's super new or original, but I think it's a very it's very original in the way it's told, and that it's from a female perspective, a woman's perspective. I also thought it was pretty interesting to have the struggle about remaining in Ireland after going back or going back to Brooklyn, you know, and the mm -hmm. juxtaposition of where home really is and what determines it, you know. So. Mm -hmm. That was kind of neat. So, what do you have for originality? I I only gave it a seven point two five, which I feel silly for now, but it's just basically not super original, but fine. Was what I was going for with that score. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's kind of what I was going for, I guess, too. So I just mm -hmm. tend to be too high on things. I think <laughs> you're so generous. <laughs> so, but what do you have for film coherence? That's next. Oh, film coherence! I gave a nine. Um, I couldn't think of anything massive that was not particularly that that didn't make any sense and I couldn't think of anything I really would have changed except for like super minor stuff that I can't even remember now so I just went nine well I gave it a 10 mm -hmm. yeah maybe I should have gone 10 if I can't think of anything but <laughs> literally the first thing I wrote was I, I can't I don't I couldn't think of anything that was in this that is wasted you mm -hmm. know yeah it feels like everything has a purpose every piece of this leads to something else and it's just packed with depth mm -hmm. uh, so i'm really well done i just i was yeah i don't know if you know this but i really like this movie i guess so <laughs> <laughs> um so now we go to cinematography and i gave that one a nine mm -hmm. i think it's probably even better than my limited understanding of cinematography allows but yeah. uh you know, for for my eyes, you know, it was um, it was it was really beautiful. It was um, they used great tones and they they had good close ups and um, it's this yeah. I just you know, it it does make you wonder though, like if you don't have Sersha in the close ups, mm -hmm. is it so good? You yeah, know? that's that's a good point. <laughs> but uh, what do you have for cinematography? I gave it a nine and a half for basically the same reasons. Um, the, the like you said, the colors were just marvelous, and whatever sort of whatever sort of depth they gave to the color, I don't know how they managed it, but but all of the colors had such such richness to them. Really helped bring everything to life in a way that was realistic, but also beautiful to look at. It reminded me of Ireland, just looking at the colors of people's clothing. Mm. You know that you know that deep green grass. Yeah, yeah, and um. Like I kept noticing the colors that Saoirse Ronan's character was wearing, and not because I was like looking at her or something, but just like I was always like, "Oh, what a vibrant pink she's wearing!" Yeah, and like the the little scene where she's noticing it's spring. Yeah, yeah. And we look up at the trees. Maybe it's just because I've lived in New York during the spring, but looking up at trees that are flowering, um, it like made a little tingle go up my go up across my head at that exact moment and a couple of the shot compositions they really enjoyed just placing one or two actors in the center of a shot and then staying on it for a second um 
except for once or twice when Sir Ronan was placed just off center to the right, including one. I don't remember she's doing, but she's uh, she she can see herself in the mirror, and she's just off center. And I remember thinking that, that was interesting. Um, and then the I really loved the the long lingering close ups of every of mostly her face, but maybe a couple other people too. And I thought it was a really good choice, just like uh, um, Colm Toybin said. So yeah. yeah, just I I mean, I'm kind of shocked that the cinematography wasn't even nominated for best picture. I but, also think that, <laughs> but uh, really, I kind of can't say nice enough about it. Well, let's go to score slash soundtrack. What do you have for that? I gave that one a nine and a half as well. I uh, don't really remember specifically now any like moments where the score hit me, but I thought it was really excellent when I could pick it out. And when I couldn't pick it out, it was because it was supposed to be sort of more in the background. Yeah. You know what? I feel kind of stupid. This is a really hard category for me. It's tough because um, that's not really our thing. Well, not only is it not our thing, but it also it's not something that I've ever like tried to pay close attention to before. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. And so like I'm watching this movie and just loving it, and then I'm like, oh right, I need to. It was like sort of towards yeah. the end, I'm like, I need to hear the sound, the the score, because I happened to be hearing it, and I was like, oh right, the score, shit. Mm -hmm. And so I I gave it a seven point seven five, because I thought it was affecting enough. What's what's interesting about it is that. I don't know that there's anything striking about it, you know, mm -hmm. but it carried you through contemplative scenes mm -hmm. to like evoke the emotion that they're looking to get out of you. Um, so in that way, it was it was really excellent. But it just I, I I can't really think of much of much music involved here other than the guy the guy that was singing, yeah. you know. But. I, but the thing is, is, I don't know, that might not be fair to the movie because maybe it's just that I didn't notice it because I was too engrossed in everything else. Yeah, um, it might have been. So um, it's gonna, well, this is going to be the growing pains, listeners, of, of, of this, and yeah. hopefully it doesn't tear down these 2015 movies as we as we get through this. Yeah, and hopefully nobody complains. Oh, these guys don't know anything about scores. Yeah. <laughs> because we, we don't. Well, you know what, though? Complain. You yeah. know, tell us what we should have done. Convince us to change the score. You know, a good argument might convince us. I'm happy to change the score of this one if you're telling me I should go higher. You know, I'm happy to change the score of this one if you're telling me I should go lower too. Just tell us. <laughs> but you know, tell us. You have to have be convincing. It can't just be like it should be higher or it should be lower. Yeah. Um. So the next category is script structure and dialogue, and I gave that one a nine. Mm -hmm. um, I really liked the structure and the dialogue was really fun. Elish mm -hmm. just had a way of delivering snark really mm -hmm. well. Um, she was very, she was a very clever character. Um, the only thing I think detracts a little bit is just that Tony is meant to be lovable, but the strong arming of Elish isn't really a lovable act. Mm -hmm. So I suppose I didn't really like the way they brushed over that. Though it does help you enjoy the ending more. So maybe I'm wrong. Yeah. Who knows? <laughs> Um, but what do you what do you have for it? I uh, all, I gave it a nine. Did you give it a nine? So I gave it. Okay, so we both gave it a nine. <laughs> but, um, yeah, uh, same. I uh, there was maybe some like maybe some changes that might have made it 
I don't know, toward the end especially, it felt a little shiftless, like, why are we back in Ireland, like, for so long? But I get what they were doing. But um, maybe it could have moved at a bit of a snappier pace, but it still wasn't a long movie. So that's just minor quibbles. I can, I can see that. So the next category is character relatability. What, mm-hmm. uh, what do you have for that one? I gave that a 9.8 because I couldn't bear to give it a 10. I don't know why. I just I wasn't ready to give out my first 10 yet. I, I wanted to wait till marriage. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, it's hard to imagine relating the characters too much more, except for maybe a couple. I, yeah, the only one is Miss Kelly, right? Yeah, pretty much. Maybe, maybe one of the weird girls at the boarding house. I don't know. Um, but yeah, I I'm right there with you. I gave it a nine point seven five. Okay. I uh, it's probably the most cr- relatable characters we've seen so far. Mm-hmm. It's only been three movies, but it's yeah, they're pretty they're pretty awesome. They're interesting, you, but also every everyday people. Yeah, I mean, you relate to Alish's turmoil, you know. Mm-hmm. You relate to Tony's fear. You relate to Alish's mother's loneliness. You, the characters in this are just—they're so good. Mm-hmm. Even the two-dimensional ones are kind of excellent. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, it's a character-based movie, really. So it's uh, well done. So the next category is production value, and I gave this a nine point five. Mm-hmm. I thought it was excellent. Um, as with pretty much everything else with this movie, they uh, they really did a good job of transporting you to a time. You know, mm-hmm. um, it's interesting because we just watched Bridge of Spies. Yeah, yeah, and it's kind of the same time period, and I gave that a ten. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm I'm actually kind of glad that I have that as a barometer mm-hmm. because while this was excellent, I do think the production value for that movie was a little bit better, which mm-hmm. helped me rank. Uh, but what say you? Uh, yeah, a 9.25 for me. Exact same. Um, I was actually also thinking of Bridge of Spies. We just watched it. but um, And like you said, it's like, you know, separated by eight, ten years. And um, um, uh, let's let's cut all that out and then we'll skip right to me saying. But the per, this production value in this one is just kind of ever so slightly less. Um, the costuming was really good. And, you know, whatever outdoor sets they used looked convincing but so excellent but not necessarily like all time excellent right right um yeah i think that's yeah that's a good way to put it which um you gave bridge of spies a 9.75 so okay okay just kind of give you the barometer there i which i think i think you're right i i think that that's Right. I think mm-hmm. Bridge of Spies does have a better production value. But I also think, you know, I mean, it's Steven Spielberg. So, yeah. like, if you're matching up to that on in terms of production. Yeah, if you're close, then you're not doing bad. Yeah, exactly. Um, so now we get to our last category, timelessness. What do, you, what do you have for that? For timelessness, I gave an eight and a half, and I have no idea if that's right or not. This is the other category that I kind of struggle with. I feel like it's uh, such a... Um, universal sense yeah. yes yeah, it's, it's like such a i don't even hopefully we get more of a handle on timelessness particularly but it's this one is such a universal story and i think we all kind of it's easy to continue to appreciate the time period and the fact that immigrants were still coming in um right but is it necessarily going to be like 
years from now people are like, oh, you have to see this movie. It's one of the all-time greats. I don't know. I feel like maybe it should be because it's such a relatable story. Hard to say. Well, I along those lines, I gave it a 9.25 because I think that it should be. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think it's a beautiful movie, and I think it will be remembered as such. Uh, I think it tells a story that no other movies tell and uses a, using a romance is a way to keep something in the cultural lexicon. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I think romance always tends to last longer than most anything else. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's my opinion, but I think that that tends to be the thing. Watching somebody fall in love is always more evocative, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it's definitely the most timeless of the three we've watched so far, in mm-hmm. my opinion. Yeah. So, um, anyway, yeah, that's it. That's uh, that's our ranking. Yeah, so, tell me, tell me about where it lands. Well, let's take a look. It is officially the best best picture so far. I I would buy that. It was absolutely my favorite, and I don't mean that as a slight to the other two at all. I actually thought that I was going to like be a little too effusive, and then you liked it even more than I did, which is saying something because I loved it. Yeah, I uh, mean, I just yeah. It was a delightful oh, yeah. movie to sit there. Yeah, I, I didn't think it came out like it was a great root canal to have. No, it is. Uh, it was a delight. I a beautiful experience. I remember watching this in the theater with Sarah. Actually, mm. I just I remember just being like, how, "How? I don't even want to watch another movie. Like yeah. this is the best." <laughs> um, I mean, you know, I'm being silly, but I really yeah. I felt so strongly about it when I watched it. Same. Uh, well, anyway, thank you, uh, listener, for listening once again. And um, if you'd like to see an updated list of our rankings, uh, you can see that on our website at therankwithjohnandzach.com, where you will see Brooklyn at number one with 180.8 total points, Bridge of Spies number two at 171.15, and The Big Short number three at 165.55. This is sort of interesting because with the action movies, we had an the first one we listened to was number one for like seven episodes. Yeah, now we're getting and, higher each time. Yeah, every one we were doing is, is is better than the last. Well, what is fun is the next next week we're ranking Mad Max Fury Road, uh, so, the twenty fifteen. Go ahead. A different different kind of movie. Yeah, very different. <laughs> uh, but so it's the twenty fifteen Best Picture nominee starring Tom Hardy and Char- Charlize Theron, and it's one of the uh, few movies that we will end up ranking twice because we got to mm-hmm. do action movie for it and best picture um it'll be fun to see which one gets higher yeah don't no, not higher but maybe we'll do some sort of regularization of it because obviously unless it's really bad but a really good action movie somehow it will be higher on the scale of what the 10 one <laughs> that would be that would be fun if it got a higher action movie score despite not being on a one to five instead of a one to ten that would be sort of not very good for the best picture side of things. We should probably uh, reevaluate our system at that point. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, there's another episode of the rank. So goodbye and jump. Uh, yep. Oh, I guess he gave an Irish goodbye. I'm going to pull it up. Mm-hmm.
And then I'm going to pull it out. Mm. Yep. And then I'm going to stick it in. 